The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and you're listening to Ascent Radio. This is Ascent-Dental-Solutions, with a focus on knowledge, consultation, development, and training. These podcasts are brought to you by Mr. Doug Foresta. Without his expertise in Stand Out and Be Heard, his company has been promoting and uh, producing these podcasts for me now for over a year, and uh, we greatly appreciate his expertise and help. Uh, Today, we have another guest. We've been fortunate enough to get Mr. Uh, Jerry Jones for the second time. Uh, Mr. Jones is a founder of Jerry Jones Direct, a boutique uh, dental marketing firm focused on patient attraction and retention. And all of us in the dental profession know how important patient attraction and retention is. And if you don't, uh, I'm sure Jerry's going to give us some uh, sound information and how we can improve those two areas of our practice. Uh, Mr. Jones has been in the dental industry for over 20 years. And while not a dentist, he started and owns uh, a practice in Salem, Oregon. Jerry, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with Ascent Radio today. Our first question And the question that I think all of us as dentists know, we focus in on how many new patients. We should get between 20 and 40 new patients every month. It's critical, the new patients. But in actuality, the retention of the patients may be more important. Uh, Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. Um, And by the way, thank you for having me back. Um, It's an honor to be here. Um, I I love uh, speaking to you and I, I really enjoy your podcast. You've had some fantastic guests. You guys bring some great, uh, some great knowledge uh, out here to the dental community, and I and I know it's appreciated by others listening. So, thank you for having me back on. Uh, I really, really appreciate it, Doctor. You're um, quite welcome. It, retention is uh, is probably something um, 
Well, you could go to any number of CE courses, management, uh, obviously not on the clinical side, but any management CE course. And I would be absolutely shocked, uh, amazed, dumbfounded if one person spoke uh, more than a minute or two about the importance of retaining existing patients. Uh, there's so much focus and so many hundreds of thousands of dollars spent by advertising companies every single month to get the idea that you need new patients in front of you. It's like, it's why you were able to say you need between 20 and 40 new patients a month, uh, you know, for a solo GP, depending on the type of practice they have and, you know, the kinds of insurance they accept and so on and so forth. Um, but nobody talks about retention. There is no standard uh, statistic that that doctors just think about when when it comes to retention. In other words, what percentage of your patients should you work at retaining each year, uh, each month, each day? And how do you measure it? How do you go about it? What are best practices? Those things are just not discussed in dentistry. And and frankly, if you retain the patients you have, you automatically don't need to put as many more new patients into your practice. So there's some, there's some great ways to, you know, sort of figure out what your retention rates are like. There's a number of different approaches you can take, but it's, it's one of those things that if you're not paying attention to the retention, you're spending a lot more money, thousands of dollars more a month than you should be, or you should have to be uh, just generating new patient phone calls. Well, I could tell you, Jerry, as an owner of 14 dental practices here in Massachusetts and still practicing full time, uh, one of the best processes and procedures that uh, we put in place at our company was no patient chart, no patient ever leaves our organization without an owner knowing about it. Because really, the retention is more or less a report card and how well our operation is functioning, not only for clinical care, but for patient satisfaction. So uh, I can only share with you our data that we generally average about 948 new patients a month in our 14 organizations. However, we lose between 45 and 55 patients every single month. And then we track those losses and some are by death, some are relocation to new areas, and some are dissatisfaction, and some are we're not accepting the uh, patient's insurance program. Mm -hmm. And that data that we ascertain each month, (coughs) excuse me, drives our marketing plan. It's basically tracking where we're weak and where we're strong. Do you have any additional suggestions or recommendations for the group practices, the solo practices, or uh, the larger practices such as ours, some processes and procedures that you would recommend? Well, I I read about your particular approach in your book. Um, I, uh, I went through that, and I was quite impressed with the thought process that you put into it, the fact that you guys even track it. The fact that there's accountability, not just from um, from a team member standpoint, but also an owner standpoint. So, in other words, if a, if a patient leaves your practice, um, that that particular owner sits down. They're they're communicating with that patient to try and find out can we save them? Uh, are they savable? Uh, in other words, if it's a customer service issue or they're dissatisfied in some way with their service, um, you know, you, you you make an effort to try and recapture that individual. Um, 
there's so you named off the reasons why people leave a dental practice. There's they, they die or they move or they're unhappy or there's an insurance issue. Oftentimes, you know, as well as I do, those folks who have insurance issues tend to come back, especially if they've had a downgrade uh, on insurance and they're forced to go to perhaps a place that is not uh, nearly as friendly, nearly as nice, nearly as accommodating as the, the practice they're coming from. So they tend to return. Um, that's, that is a nice feeling, but what we don't pay attention enough to is, is you're addressing very concrete issues that you can really identify and dig into, but where a lot of doctors really don't get, they don't address is the idea of a patient who feels like they are not, uh, being, uh, that, that they don't matter, that they're irrelevant, that they're a number, that they're just another, you know, they're just another patient you're seeing that. And, and that you don't share any sort of um, uh, connection with. So uh, I'm going into the relationship side of things as opposed to the statistical analysis side of things, analysis side of things. So what I'm, what I'm specifically talking about is when patients uh, have no feeling of connection to their dentist, to their hygienist, to the staff, to the people that answer the phones that they know better than the doctor. Uh, they, they tend to, they tend to um, even more easily wander away uh, from the from the practice. They are enticed by free whitening offers. They're enticed by you know implant offers from uh, from other doctors that they're seeing advertised. Uh, they're you know every dentist probably listening to this podcast has had a patient um, that they were seeing as an established patient. They go missing. Nobody chases them down. Nobody finds out what happened. And then that patient returns and they've got, you know, they've got three implants. And meanwhile, uh, you know, you, you, do, you do implants. But this, this patient uh, found someone else that, that specifically was advertising implants. They were promoting implants. So they were lost, uh, big revenue lost, big opportunity lost because there was no communication. There was no connection. There was no education that was ongoing outside of the regular routine visits. And so uh, the retention aspect becomes really important, not just because you want to keep them in your practice for um, ongoing uh, cleanings, ongoing exams, and ongoing opportunities to help them improve their health. Uh, it also goes to referrals and, and being a practice that is referable. Um, so uh, there are so many connected connection points that that make it important that retention is something that's focused on. Um, and, and as far as best practices for retention, there are a number of them. The biggest ones is just regular. The, the single biggest one is regular ongoing communication that has some bit of entertainment with it. It has some bit of education with it. Uh, and it also has some, some amount of humility uh, of the doctor being humble. Um, in other words, the doctor sharing his life, his stories and his team sharing their life, their stories with patients um, in a format that is not the typical clinically, um, you know, aligned, uh, very sterile format uh, that patient-doctor relationship is typically, you know, surrounded by. So um, I've covered a lot of, of different components there. Um, hopefully that sheds a little light on it. It's far more than just the statistics. It's the relational aspect, and it's becoming a practice that is referable. In other words, being being an office that uh, that encourages that um, that is very clear to patients that hey we're a practice that can accept new patients your referrals are welcome and you know and, and actually train going so far as to training patients on how to refer so all of these components lead to retention so um, I don't know if you had any comments on on my thoughts here or, or what we've seen over the last you know 20 years of doing this but I'd be interested in it to hear 
Well, what I think you hit on is an extremely important point. It's, it's, it's sort of the touchy-feely aspect. Deep down, I'm a matter-of-fact sort of guy and don't mess around. But in the real world, the world that I practice in every day, it's what I call the BLT. That patient wants to feel that people believe in them, they're liked, and they're trusted. In that relationship, once it's established, it can be broken, but it's very, very difficult. I always say that if you're the greatest dentist on the planet and the patient doesn't like you, it's going to fail. If you're mm-hmm. the worst dentist on the planet and you've built a strong relationship, that patient pretty much will come and go with you through thick and thin. How you establish those bonds in that relationship you've touched on. It starts from the way the patient is greeted to the way the patient is exited from the practice. Uh, In our particular conversation today, I cannot tell you how mandatory it is from a process and procedure that if the patient has not been in within 12 months, your computer printout has to show you that list of patients Because those patients, there's been a breakdown in what you're discussing. There's been that Mm -hmm. lack of communication, and those people will tend to drift to other practices for a variety of reasons. So today, with the advent of almost all offices being computerized, that printout is critical. I've been practicing long enough where we had colored charts, and if you were in 2002, that you were red and anybody who didn't have a red sticker showed you that you hadn't been in in the year 2002. Today with the computer, you print it out and someone has to be constantly tracking that group of patients. The next thing is, is patients typically, today cost-conscious individuals, they don't want to pay for new radiographs and new records. So many times they're contacting the office and having the records sent to a new dentist. I personally, when I do my coaching and training, strongly suggest to the front team members that you never send your records to another office. You always send them directly to the patient. And uh, the reason uh, I do that is I want to know if Mr. or Mrs. Smith are leaving the practice and why. And many times with a a large group like myself, we'll find out that Mr. and Mrs. Smith is moving to a different area. And I actually have a practice in that area, but Mr. and Mrs. Smith don't know that. And if that team member at the front desk isn't coached and trained properly, they just simply say, Dr. Coughlin, Mrs. Smith is moving. And I go, moving where? And once I know where... If I have a location in that area, there's no reason for that patient to leave our organization. She can stay with our organization. So the tracking of this information is critical. But I think your point is you've got to establish a relationship and a connection. If there's no relationship and connection, there's no bond. And the patient is much more likely to move on to uh, different marketing approaches, as you mentioned, a a free cleaning, a free tooth whitening, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I believe for our listeners here, it is critical that you're tracking the retention of your patients. And any lost patient, in my opinion, is too many. And whatever steps you can take in your organization to reduce or minimize 
uh, that loss and increase your retention is not only uh, a tremendous attribute to your team and to yourself, but it also affects your bottom line. Most people in business realize it's much, much less expensive to retain patients than to solicit new patients. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I'll give you. I'll give our our listeners a couple of other great tips. Rather than wait till month twelve or month thirteen to to learn that a patient hasn't been in, um, most patients these days are on six month recalls. Some are on three or four months, depending obviously on their on their health conditions. But most patients are on a six month recall. And for those who have a six month recall model, why would you want to wait till month tw- month twelve? You should actually be be doing everything you can to find out at month seven, month eight. Who missed their month, six-month appointments? Because the longer the time elapses between your last interaction and you reaching out and contacting that individual, the less likely you are to get them back in the office. So every day time marches on, situations change, uh, it's, you're less likely to get that person back. So it's where that relationship is really important with your front office team with those, with those patients is being able to get on the telephone with them at month seven and say, Mary, my goodness, Dr. Smith just told me that, you know, she, he, she, he just noticed that you hadn't been in for your six-month recare appointment. We had you scheduled and we noticed you'd called and you needed to change that appointment. I'm just calling because we noticed and, and we know you don't want to wait till month 12. We, we want to capture any issues that maybe, you know, you're having now or perhaps there's some treatment that was prescribed that can be discussed at that opportunity. But the longer you wait, the, the less likely you're going to get that patient back. And I'll mention two other things really quick. The two easiest ways to keep that relationship strong and keep that bond strong with patients is regular monthly communication um, through the U.S. mail using a regular old newsletter that shares information about what's going on in the practice and with the people in the practice, doing a little cross-selling and education at the same time, and even an electronic newsletter. newsletter. I'm not a huge fan of email, but they do get opened and some do get read and some do get acted on. Because it's free to send, it's not, it's not something that you should ignore. You should actually do it. Um, because it can have a marginal impact. But the most important one is a regular monthly communication by newsletter to your existing patients every single month. That keeps that relationship fresh. It keeps you in front of them and it keeps you more referable uh, and, and top of mind with your patients. Jerry, I know with your 20 years plus experience in your uh, company of Jerry Jones Direct, uh, the boutique uh, practice, with your vast uh, years of experience, is there some general uh, guidelines uh, for a solo practice uh, that you would say you'd like to see that you never lose more than, let's say, 5, 10, 15, or 20% of your patient base over the course of a year? Uh, I know it, it, it's, it's difficult due to demographics, uh, people moving in and out of the city much more uh, frequently than in suburbia uh, land. But is there some rules of thumb that our listeners could take home? And as they run their reports and they look at the data, they can say to themselves, geez, we're, we're, we're not retaining as many patients as we should. Right. You bet. Um, and, and this is going to be, uh, I'm going to go middle of the road. So this is not a practice that's located in a city where there's uh, an abnormally high number of uh, transition, you know, transitory uh, traffic, people moving and moving out, like say a military base. This is going to be for your average community in America, you know, 50 to 100,000 people. If you're losing more than five, at most 8% of your patients on an annual basis, you're doing something majorly wrong. Something is majorly wrong. So if you have a thousand patients and you're losing more than 50 to 80 patients a year, there's something wrong. 
um, you should not be losing that number of patients that beyond death, you know, uh, moving from moving to a new state, those those items that you can't help. But if you're just losing them, um, they're not showing back up for recares and so on and so forth. You've got some problems. Um, and, and it's, and that's when you need to go look in the mirror. You're, you're, you probably know what the problems are. Maybe you just don't want to face them yet. Um, but, uh, I would say between five and 8%, the national average is 10%. Uh, if you do no marketing of any kind to your existing patients, if you just, you know, you just add new patients, you're going to lose 10% a year doing nothing. You should be able to drive that down and cut it in half. Your statistics are fantastic. Um, which would indicate that every new patient you add, um, your practices should be should be growing by you know, 30% a year based on the, I haven't run the math, but I'm just going to shoot and guess. I mean, your practices should be growing wildly. If you're, if someone is only losing 50 uh, a month and they're adding 900 a month um, to an organization, your size, those are tremendous numbers. As um, I like to say, Jerry, dental domination as a general rule right. of thumb, I look for between two uh, thousand and twenty five hundred active patients. I describe active as they've been in the office within the last eighteen months. I look for revenue mm-hmm. of greater than two million dollars, and then I say to myself, "It's time to look for a different uh, area and open up another practice, either a de novo mm-hmm. practice or I look for an individual who is looking to sell their practice." And I start the process all over again. And that's what I've been doing for 35 years. It's simple. It's reproducible. Uh, It's certainly not for everyone. And I don't recommend it for everyone. But uh, for our listeners, I try to share a little bit of my personal story each time I do a podcast. I can't thank you enough for your expertise. For our listeners, Jerry, and they want to pick your brain. They want your expertise and knowledge. They want to learn how to retain patients and grow their practices so they have a fantastic boutique practice, one that they're proud of and one that uh, provides the level of care and service that they're proud of. How can they reach out and, uh, uh, and get in touch with you? The easiest way is by email. It's, uh, it's very simple. It's Jerry, my first name, Jerry, at jerryjonesdirect.com. Uh, if they're old school and want to pick up a telephone, um, 503-339-6000. Uh, again, the email is jerry at jerryjonesdirect.com. Uh, or just pick up the phone and call 503-339-6000. Happy to, happy to uh, give anyone a 30-minute, no-cost, no-hassle uh, consultation where you can speak about uh, your practice and what your goals are and, and see if we might be able to be of some service to you. Well, for our listeners, I want to thank you for listening to Ascent Radio. This is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You've been listening to Ascent-Dental-Solutions. Uh, I want to give special thanks again to Mr. Jerry Jones. Uh, reach out. His expertise is invaluable. And I can't tell you enough that the key isn't new patients The key is retaining the patients that we have and providing the highest level of care and surface that you're capable of. You've been listening to Dr. Kevin Coughlin. And before I sign out, special thanks to Mr. Doug Foresta and his company, Stand Out and Be Heard. Again, without his expertise in podcasting, I wouldn't be able to bring you uh, these uh, weekly podcasts. Jerry, thanks again. I look forward to speaking to you in the future. Keep up the great work. Uh, We really appreciate uh, your expertise uh, and how you're helping our profession. Thanks, Doc. You're welcome.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.